Quality Files. Hello, hey. everyone. Oh, my gosh. All our friends are here. All I'm of our so friends are here. freaking excited. And family. <laughs> and family. Hey, Cass. <laughs> you guys don't have to sit so far back. We... What you... Cassie's like, no, I don't <laughs> think so. Um, I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Clayton Abbott. And we are Oddity Files. The, the podcast. podcast. See, Nikki gets it. <laughs> Woo! I always tell... I, I tell Kitsy all the time. I'm like, we've done this for so long now. And we always say the podcast at the same time that I hope our, like, our listeners, the people that listen every week, also say it like, in their car or in the shower or wherever they look. Good. <laughs> the podcast. Because in my mind, I just, I don't know. It wasn't planned that way either. What are you wearing here? Oh, it's a shirt. You actually got me this shirt. Oh, really? Yes. So we've got a dad. Timmy has a visitor. And Timmy has a visitor. He's right. about to die. so what we are is we're a paranormal podcast it's we talk about weird stories we find on the internet this is going to be our g-rated version there's if you listen to our podcast there's lots of swearing but we're going to keep it to a minimum tonight um and we tell creepy stories we find on the internet and we try to outdo each other right exactly so uh, about oddity files we actually have a an investigative paranormal show on Amazon Prime. So Kitsy and I and a couple others, we go and hunt ghosts all over the world. And somehow we were like, let's start a podcast. Well, we were driving home after said investigation True. at 3 a.m. <laughs> falling asleep. Right. So Clayton's like, so I want you to listen to this podcast. And, and I now- loved it. And he's like, well, you want to do one? We and could I'm like, do that. Everybody's making a podcast right. at this point, right? But it's great because we don't only talk about ghosts. We talk about anything... Like she said, creepy, cryptid, otherworldly. So UFOs, Loch Ness Monster. Um, Sasquatch. Sasquatch. He's my homie. My, uh, our, so our episodes air every Friday. And like this Friday, or today, um, my story was about some man who tried to use a possession as an excuse of like... To murder his wife. To murder his wife. Yeah. Um, Spoilers, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so like it's always different. And it's fun because her and I, we have no idea what stories we're going to bring for each other. So, you know, it's an excuse to get together and drink wine or bourbon, depending on the time of day. Yeah, we're missing that, by the way. I know. I'm so sad. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, like Clayton said, we we do. We go out. We search for the paranormal. We It's mostly ghosts. We go to the most haunted notoriously haunted locations all across the world. Mostly ghosts. What else do we go out and hunt? Well, we could look for Sasquatch. We are in the Pacific Northwest. I will not. <laughs> I'm not going to go stand out well, in the middle of the forest. ghosts can't kill you, Sasquatch. Mosquitoes can. Well, and I, I, I personally think Sasquatch is just looking for a hug. Anybody else with me? He's not mean. He's cuddly. He's furry, fuzzy. He's beautiful. I love that guy. And then he eats your face. No. <laughs> Not at all. He's just misunderstood, people. Um, So what we also do on the podcast, other than find creepy stories on the internet, is we, every week, come up with a paranormal in the news story. 
We don't come up with it. Like, we find one. We're right. not like, oh, we made this up. <laughs> right. And, and this weekend, since we are in the Pacific Northwest, I found a story about my homeboy, Mr. Sasquatch. And a Colorado hunter claims he was sexually assaulted by Sasquatch. Not cute and cuddly. No, he just wanted a hug. The guy just took it the wrong way. So Daryl Whitaker from Glenwood Springs in Colorado claims Sasquatch attacked him and attempted to rape him while he was walking in the woods. This is the G-rated version, kids. Are are you kidding me right now? The 57-year-old man was walking to his hunting cabin on Saturday to see if he had suffered any damage during the winter. All of a sudden, a large, gorilla-like creature dropped from a tree in front of him and punched him in the face. Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, maybe not a hug. Maybe he's just got some pent-up aggression. It was at least eight foot tall, and and its punches hurt like hell. I was knocked right out on the first blow. So wait a minute. If he was knocked out on the first blow, how does he What is this article from? Where is this, The Onion? Um, World News Daily Report. Is that a legit thing? I don't know. My husband sent me this article, and I'm like, oh, we're saving this one for Seattle. So while Mr. Whitaker was trying to recover from the attack, the large humanoid creature began to tear his clothes while letting out some terrifying howls. But the man's asleep. Um, Well, you know, whatever. Floats his boat. Maybe this is just his fantasy. It was all just a dream. (laughs) It was all just... When I regained consciousness, he had already torn my pants and was tearing through my underwear. I stabbed him in the shoulder with my hunting knife, and that made him run away. End of story. Praise God. I know. People. Some of the stuff that we find that are, like, legit news articles, and I joke when I say The Onion, but, like, legit newspapers and, like, publications... CNN put out these stories that you're just like, how on earth do people think this is real? Oh, yeah. There was a couple weeks ago we did a story that was on CNN that was a a lady who claimed that the alien cult she had um, joined forced her to kill her fiancé. Excuses. Excuses. Right. Everybody's got an excuse. Again, the episode that aired today, our Paranormal News was this woman who had married... A 300-year-old ghost, pirate ghost... Right. Oh, was that you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. And apparently things just didn't work out in the bedroom. He tried to possess her. So I don't know. So she's getting a divorce now. It hasn't even been a year, people. Are you kidding me? Real news, though. Like, like this is making real, real news. news. These people are crazy. Yes. It's 2019. They're all seeking <laughs> attention, and I guess I mean you, a girl's got to do what you get, what you got to do. I mean she was she was a Jack Sparrow cosplayer. Yes, bringing the Comic Con into it all, right. and then met this spirit, got married on the oceans of the seas of the something, and. Um, <laughs> Yes. So the marriage didn't even last a year. Was it even legal? We don't know. <laughs> um, question. Separate topic. Topject. Subject and topic at the same time. Um, tell us about your tiara. Oh, my tiara. So I put something out on Facebook and asked if I should wear my tiara. Hence, here it is. No, so but tell thank- us about it. So it's crystals. I'm, not only am I into the paranormal, I'm into all the 
the weird stuff. I'm a weirdo. Everybody, who else here is a weirdo? Can we? Yes, thank you. Weird is the new cool. That is our motto. And that's what I told my children when they were growing up. I've got one to look at as I'm telling this story. But I literally did. The kids would go, Mom, that's weird. And I'm like, no, honey, weird is the new cool. And now they hate me for it. But it's all good. Um, but anyway, it's, I've got my obsidian stones and my smoky crystal that's protecting me from any negativity out there. So do not send it up here, people, okay? <laughs> and, and my shirt, it's the weekly fake news. Um, we make t-shirts on the side just so we can wear them. Um, so we've got, uh, I had Sasquatch's baby and <laughs> we can't take a decent picture of him. We've got little blurry, is it on this side? I can't see. Little blurry Sasquatch over here. So we have far too much fun doing this. We do have a lot of fun. And yeah. I mean, like I said, when we do go on these investigations, it's just us. So the places without power. I think at Waverly last investigation, she posted a photo of like one person holding up a light and another person. He's like behind the camera, the camera doing interviews of Carter, and I'm like holding a light with a plastic bag over it because there is no large camera crew following us around. And if you watch the ghost shows, you get that. But that's what makes it so fun, and that's how. I mean, our our day job aside, that's how we've gotten to know each other so well, and what just makes this kind of easy, honestly, yeah. like. Sometimes we'll go in, our whole idea behind this podcast is we're going to do this at like 10 p.m. You know, drink lots of wine. Drink lots of wine. So we're like really courageous and all this stuff. Yeah. Our last few, it's been like 9.30 in yeah, the morning. Yeah, it's like the Oddity Files morning show. <laughs> literally, might as well be the view. And we're just like, literally, it's a morning show and we'll just, but it's so easy. And, and it's like, fun and it, it is work. I'm not oh, going to like finding these stories and, and making them interesting and sometimes adding our sarcastic right. humor is and the best part. DJ Jimmy, our producer right <laughs> Woo! down here. Wah, wah. He puts in all the work editing and 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 cutting all out the hard most stuff. of all the, the stuff bad to cut stuff. out because <laughs> we'll be like you have to cut that out like that cannot be so anywhere. If, if you hear us say cut that out Jimmy, he will later and it's it's an Ace Comic-Con exclusive. Speaking of our day job, I don't know if any of you here have photo ops this weekend, but we are also with the photo op company with Ace. So yes. it, it, it's not what you know, it's who you know to get you on this stage. <laughs> or how much time you put in doing what you do. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So typically we bounce back and forth with our stories, and I am honestly not sure who goes first. Clayton goes I, I first. I go first, okay. Yay. So this week... I have brought a, a cryptid. Like I said, we do all different types of stories. It could be possessions or cryptids or UFOs, anything. And I decided to do a cryptid. One, because if you do watch the show, you'll know that I originally didn't know I was afraid of bats until Dude. we started ghost hunting. And I've discovered I'm, that I'm, I'm afraid I'm, of bats. I'm going to show you what Clayton does when there's a bat. Keep in mind, you're in the pitch black and you can't see them. And all of a sudden, you feel something hit the back of your head, and you, what, like, what other option? Am I supposed to say, oh, yeah, keep doing that? Yeah, exactly. So add Oddity Files to your Amazon Prime watch list just to watch Clayton and Bats. Well, it's and so worth it. A little spoiler for our Waverly investigation. Bats were everywhere. They were swarming us. Everywhere. And we had no idea. We had no idea. So she's reviewing the footage, and it's IR, so you can like, see it. And there are bats just swooping all over us, and I'm sitting here just like, 
Oh, I did put like a little behind the scenes thing up on our Facebook fan group. So yeah. it's Oddity Files fan group on Facebook. Just click that you want to join. We add anybody. I'm literally anybody. Um, but I put a little clip up there. It's 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 a good time. So with that being said, that's why I decided to do a cryptid as close to a bat as I could find because Ooh, I was I'm like, intrigued. there has to be something that's kind of like a bat. Okay. So for centuries, a large winged beast known as the Snallygaster. Oh, that's fun to say. Also comes with a great name. It's said to have terrified the people of Frederick County, Maryland. Ooh. The dragon-like beast is described to have been half reptile, half bird, and lives deep in the caves of South Mountain. Okay, I didn't even know that existed. Me either, but I'm not from Maryland. (laughs) The mysterious creature is said to swoop silently down from the sky, stealing farm animals and children from the unsuspecting farm folk. Children? Children. (gasps) It's terrifying. So the area was settled by German immigrants beginning in the 1730s who called the creature Schnellergeist, meaning, (laughs) meaning quick spirit. In German. Okay, that sounds fancy. So the earliest folklore mixes the half-bird features with nightmares features of demons and ghouls. Ooh. Right. So other descriptions describe the beast as half-reptile, half-bird, with a metallic-like beak lined with razor-sharp teeth. Oh, my God. It's kind of how I see bats. Well, yeah. Sometimes it's described as having octopus-like tentacles. No, I'm done. I swear. Octopus. Nope. Octopi. The- what is it? Octopuses or octopi? Oct- they're terrifying. They, they want to kill me, every single one of them. The earliest stories claim that this monster sucked the blood of its victims, as a bat would. Yeah, well. So the Snallygaster has one widely known enemy called the Dueo. The Dueo is reported to be a, mammal, a mammal-like creature okay. with features similar to a wolf, but the stance and stature of a human. The Dueo is, and the Snallygaster have so reportedly... it's a wolf man. Yeah. Okay. They have reportedly had vicious encounters dating back to early, the early settlement of Middletown Valley. Okay. So, for many years, the Snallygaster literally was just folklore. Until <gasps> 1909, when stories of the beast began to appear in newspapers. Encounters, they had newspapers in 1909? Yes. Okay. I, don't, I wasn't there. I, I'm old, but I'm not that old, people. <laughs> so encounters between local residents and the creature in February and March of 1909 described it as having enormous wings, a long pointed bill, claws like steel hooks, and Mm-mm. an eye in the center of its forehead. What? Furthermore, it makes screeches like a locomotive whistle. <laughs> okay. Right. That's just gone too far. Just wait. Oh. So, a February 1909 article claimed that a man had been seized by this creature, which proceeded to sink its teeth into its jugular and drain its body of blood before dropping it along a hillside. The story was carried prominently in Middletown, Maryland's Valley Register. Okay. And it was soon, as soon as it hit there, it was everywhere. Oh, So much so that the Smithsonian Institute offered a reward for the creature and Theodore Roosevelt considered postponing an international trip so he could go hunt the beast. Really? Swear. <laughs> Crazy. Okay, whatever. Yeah, so in the early issues, the flying beast seemed to be everywhere at once. It was like as soon as it hit those newspapers, everywhere. Oh, yeah. In New Jersey, it was reported that footsteps were discovered in the snow. In West Virginia, it was said that the flying beast almost caught a woman, and another was found roosting in a farmer's barn and laid an egg the size of a barrel. Oh, what happened to the egg? <laughs> yeah. So, 
A man in Ohio wrote to the Valley Register telling of a, crane, a strange creature that flew over his area making terrible screeching noises, and he described it as having two huge wings, as one would, oh, yeah. a large horny head, and a tail 20 feet long. Th- that is terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. So then again, it was cited in Maryland by a man who operated a brick-burning kiln, and the creature was asleep near the kiln. When it awoke, it emitted a blood-curdling scream and angrily flew away. It was also sighted south of Middletown okay. at Lever's Leap and seen flying over the mountains where it reportedly laid another very large egg. So you've done the research on this. Yes. Do you think this is other people just crying for attention that this first man got? I don't think so. No? Oh, you no. think it's real? I think it's something. Okay. I mean, I think it's been exaggerated. Okay. I respect your opinion. But there's something. <laughs> So the last sighting in Frederick County occurred in March of 1909 when three men fought the creature outside a railroad station for an hour and a half before chasing it into the woods. Where's the video? Oh, 1909. Never mind. Why didn't it fly away? (laughs) So there were no more sightings of this creature for the next 23 years. Oh. At that time, it appeared again in Frederick County, Maryland. So the first sightings of the bird were seen around that area. Right. And it was believed at the time that the life expectancy of a Snallygaster was about 20 years. So, the new sightings <gasps> the were egg from hatched. the offspring of the 1909 Ooh. creature. That's a long gestation period. I know, right? I also want... Well, no, I think they're saying that, like, th- this is just the offspring. I don't oh. think it took 20 years to hatch. Oh, maybe it was, like, 15. Right. Okay. So, at this time, the, <laughs> the Middleton Valley Register requested that local residents who saw the creature, provide as accurate and detailed description as possible for, you know, like, scientific purposes. Right. Because now, keep in mind, we've now gone 20 years from the original sighting, so... So there's been a lot of Chinese telephone going on, and they don't know exact facts anymore. So two residents soon reported having seen it just east of Braddock Heights, flying about 25 feet overhead, confirming the descriptions published from years previous. This is what gets me. (laughs) Bring it. The next thing heard of the Snallygaster is that it had died in Washington County when it was overcome by the fumes of a moonshine still and fell from the sky into a 2,500-gallon vat of alcohol. That alcohol is the devil, people. According to the story, some federal agents soon arrived, destroyed both the vat and the carcass of the beast. Oh, the men in black, probably. No appearances have been reported since. Hmm. Right? It's interesting. But he died awful quickly this second time around. Weren't there two eggs? Oh, I missed that part. Numbers are hard for me. So if you're down to go hunt Bigfoot, can we go in the caves of whatever mountain? As long as you go in first and the bats get you first. (laughs) During the day with like, oh, it's a cave. It doesn't matter. It doesn't Um, matter. (laughs) They love your hair. All the flashlights. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah. That was good. I really like saying Snallygaster. Of course. Who wouldn't? two, it was kind of like a bat. Kind of. Sort of. Right. Yeah. You should see the pictures though. I showed DJ Jimmy. I was like, look what this thing looks like. It's (laughs) it's a little more like Gollum-esque. Ooh. Than I was oh, that's creepy. Then. It was very creepy. super creepy. Yeah, I'm picturing like cartoony-ish, Mothman-ish with bat wings. So one thing that we really struggle with doing a podcast is we always refer to things like how they look, and we a, try to be as descriptive right. as but possible. But at the end of the day, you're still just listening. So one incredible thing that DJ Jimmy does wah, wah. 
is that he makes these stories that he posts on Instagram. So if you're if you're just now joining and you listen to episode one, you can go to Instagram and on our highlights, just click on episode one and there's little timestamps and everything because we can only describe things so well. Exactly. And for those of you that like what we do here, I saw you laughing. So I think we've got a new <laughs> fan right here. But DJ Jimmy over here, he's got our little four by six cards that have all the information of our show and how to um, listen to the podcast and things like that as well. Okay, so what is your story? I've got it. Just give me a second here. I've never done this on the iPad before, and I'm a little nervous. Usually we have our big laptops. I come over here, I'm like, Oh, we just have chairs, so we're winging it, literally. Oh, see what I did there? Winging it, bats. Anyway. Help. So, <laughs> Someone help. <laughs> so I am doing, when, I, when we do live podcasts, I like to do something that's kind of local to where we're at doing these. And I'm doing the 13 Steps to Hell and Other Legends of the Maltby Cemetery. So are you ready to get a little creepy? Yes. It's, it's got demons. It's got all the things. So about 20 miles east of Seattle, Washington, in the town of Woodenville, just off of Paradise Valley Road, is a cemetery that has pretty much been all but forgotten. Suburbia has built up around the tiny plot of land that holds the one and only 13 steps to hell in what was once known as Paradise Valley Cemetery. The headstones date back as far as 1908, and it's the eternal resting place for some of Matt B's Washington's original settlers. So, I mean, that's when the townish was discovered. This small family resting place is still very well taken care of, and it sits on private property and is strictly off limits. So this is, this is your oddity files warning. Do not trespass people. There's a guy there with a gun, so do not, do not even try to go. Not only can you visit hell on this plot of land, but there are some other creepy, weird, and other things there in the area that are a bit too crazy just to call a coincidence. The legend and lore of this place is kind of crazy. It's said that in 1901, the cemetery itself was built by a family of satanic worshipers and that the hill that it stands on today was not there in the beginning. The true believers claim that it was just a portal to hell that a wealthy family built their crypt next to and then filled in the land around it. Question. Are these physical steps? Yes. Okay. They were, but I'll get to it. Okay. Um, leaving only the stairway to hell and the family's eternal resting place when the time came. The stories say that the satanic rituals were done at this location dating back to the beginning of time. So I don't know what that means. If dinosaurs were practicing, practicing satanic rituals, I don't, I don't know. Sorry, I'm just going to pause you one more time. I asked that because I didn't know if it was like the 13 steps to hell, step one. Hail Satan. Step two. Oh, like. no. <laughs> they're like the they're yeah, stairs. We're good. We're on the same stairs. page. Stairs. Um, so what, what exactly was, spoilers, it's not there anymore, uh, was the stairway to hell. Yeah. Apparently, everything I found online shows that it doesn't exist anymore, like I just said. Um, either they were filled in or destroyed by Satan himself. No one is really sure, but apparently in the 70s and early 80s, the stairways still existed. And as kids did back in the olden days, 
yes, I'm dating myself, uh, they would gather and hang out at the cemetery because, you know, that's the place to hang out and do what teenagers do. I mean, we've done it before. Yeah, well, um, the legend varies. Some people claim that there were seven locks that needed to be opened to get down to, no, seven, I do this every time. So, I'm starting over, not completely. DJ Jimmy, cut that out. Cut that out. Others claim that it was just an open hole in the ground that anyone could walk down all willy-nilly. So, what I was trying to say before that, there were seven locks that you had to unlock to get down to the steps of hell. The stories of what happens to people who went down these 13 steps are pretty bone-chilling. All the stories are a little different, but to sum up what happens, the story goes a little something like this. One person would slowly descend down the 13 stairs, each stair feeling a little more menacing with each step, the sounds of what was going on outside the staircase disappearing into daunting silence, like you've never heard before. Each step down, leaving the person feeling a bit more terrified. Many people never even made it all the way down the stairs before they were like, get me out of here. Um, they'd get the sense of foreboding and dread, and would get st- it would get stronger with each footfall. That's my fancy word of the night, footfall. Um, because... Uh, But those that did make it all the way down, the accounts are too similar to dismiss as coincidence. Once they made it all the way down the stairs, they found a door, a door that led to the underground crypt. Dun, dun, dun. I lost my place. (laughs) (laughs) Crypt, okay. As if that wasn't creepy enough, what happens to the brave soul at the bottom of the stairs would give anyone nightmares. Allegedly... Once the last foot hits the floor, a person's soul is transported into hell immediately. The visions of fire and brimstone, the screams of the fallen, are so real that people swear they were actually transported to hell. What people claim to see who go down the 13 steps to hell, no, what people claim to see who don't go down the 13 steps to hell, see their friends just standing there in like a trance, or some fall to their knees, or some just start sobbing uncontrollably, and some seem to disappear completely. It's like they watch them go partially down the stairs, and then they're just gone. Um, After what seems like days for the person who's been transported, they finally awaken from the scene and don't know what hit them. Now, legend and lore says that some thrill seekers who travel to hell will never speak again. Never, ever, ever. Which, I've got some people I want to send down there, I'm just saying. Um, Or that they actually end up dying from the encounter. I mean, that's a little bit of a stretch. When when was all this? The 70s and 80s. Oh, okay. Is is when the stories were happening. But is, so someone's still alive that went down there, right? I mean, truly. I mean, there's stories on the internet, so that's where I got my information. (laughs) I don't know where on the internet, just somewhere. Um, one first-hand account I came across on the interwebs went a little something like this. Uh, quote, I think it was 1988. A group of us headed out to the cemetery in Maltby. We made sure we got there as close to midnight as possible. You know, you'd think they'd go at 3 a.m., you know, devil's hour. And they were off by three hours. Um, after about an hour of searching around in the dark, we finally found it. The 13 steps in the moonlight. You couldn't see the bottom. It was frightening. And one of the girls was totally freaked out that she couldn't even look down the staircase. I feel like I need a valley girl accent for this. Um, so... Uh, 
he starts going down the stairs. He walked down the first two steps. He started to feel sick. Two more steps, he felt lightheaded. When I got to the sixth step, I could barely breathe, and I swear I heard nothing but muffled sounds of people yelling and screaming. I decided I couldn't go any further. I turned to head back up the stairs, and I could feel something that wasn't there trying to push me down further. And I couldn't see my friends at the top clearly anymore. When I finally reached the top, I realized that it was my friends yelling and screaming. They were screaming because they said I had disappeared into the darkness. I'm six feet tall and couldn't have been out of sight um, after only going halfway down. Needless to say, we were all completely freaked out and got out of there as quickly as possible. And to this day, every now and then, I dream about the 13 steps that led down to hell, and I wake up in a cold sweat. Whoa. Creepy, right? Yeah. So I guess the stairs to hell have since been filled in with concrete. People sneak out there, and the Whoa. guy comes out with his gun, and they never really find it. There's, like, a, a debate whether it was actually steps for the actual cemetery to get down to the lower part of it, or if it was a stairway down into the ground. People swear it was a stairway down into Are the ground. Are there, like, any old photos of it or anything? Not that I could find. Hmm. This hair is making me nuts. It's like touching my nose. I'm sorry. I got my hair cut and my bangs are too short. Anyway, so... Full disclosure. <clears throat> yeah. So I lost my place again. They were screaming. <laughs> Creepy right. Okay. I'm really good at this, just in case you're wondering. So I guess the stairs of hell have been filled in with concrete. You can no longer experience this for yourself. Bummer. Right? But Good thing for you, Clayton, or I've drug your ass out there tonight. And I would have been one like, keep going, you're doing great. <laughs> As I'm screaming and crying and no, being tortured. No, two more steps, it. you're fine. <laughs> but other creepy things happen in the area, not just limited to this faux staircase, whatever it is. Um, there have been ghost sightings there for years. EVPs are captured of spirits claiming to be one of Satan's demons because, you know, they don't have anything better to do except hang out in this graveyard, warning people to get out. Allegedly, a creepy clown apparition has been spotted on more than one occasion. A clown? Are we thinking a clown ghost or people just making it up? Clown or, ghost. We'll uh, go with clown well, ghost. clown ghost works. Um, yeah, so... There's an ominous shadow figure that guards the entrance of the cemetery, which, I mean, it sounded really creepy. I didn't get into great detail with it because there was so much going on there. Something's afoot off the property line of the winding roads. There's also many stories that take you out on a trail outside of the cemetery. And you see all these old wrecked cars down the hill. Some of them are, have been there so long. They have trees growing out of them, Whoa. which is kind of, kind of a really cool scene that for like really a horror cool. movie. Um, but there's some creepy things that cause those cars to get there. Here's one incident. I was in a car accident today at Matt B. Cemetery. This, I think I found this one on Reddit. Um, and the car lost power going into the turn. I guess it's a really windy, swoopy road, which, I mean, people are going to crash, okay? Um, this iPad is not working for me right now. <laughs> One second. So the, the car lost power. And all of a sudden, the car began jerking uncontrollably. I was trying to control it. But my car swerved around the corner of the cemetery. Then 
I felt a presence in the car as though someone was with me, very eerie. Then I glance over for a second and I see a figure of a woman. My eyes fly back to the road and my car is going off the side of the road. I smash into a tree, slamming on my brakes. So she gets in this crash and immediately she's on Reddit. I just, right. just want to put that out there. Still in the car. like Yeah. Freaking out, I searched for my phone, so apparently she could get on Reddit, um, and she couldn't find her purse. She hears the woman start talking to her, scared the ish out of me. There was a curse word, but I said I'd keep it, it decent for you. She began having a full-on anxiety attack. She called a tow truck. She asked me, and the tow truck guy asked her if she saw anything weird, which I thought was weird, and... Um, I guess he t- goes on to tell her that these accidents have been happening there for years and people see the lady in their car. Nobody knows who the lady is, but stuff starts happening with the batteries and the steering and things like that. So, I don't know. There's another story. I'm just going to give it a synopsis so I'm not sitting here like this and you guys can't see my face. This guy claims that the friends were out and they were driving and it was two girls in the car in the back seat and they were partying. I'm sure there was some alcohol involved. I'm judging hard. And they got in a crash. Um, Nobody survived except the one girl. So she took off to find cabin in the woods and she gets to the door so the lady could call the police and she goes, yeah, you can come in. Does your friend want to come in with you? And she's like, I'm here by myself. She turned around. There's nobody there. Apparently it was her girlfriend who was in the back seat with her. So is it the girlfriend that's haunting all these people? Maybe. One of my biggest fears when we investigate and like most of the time we do drive six hours home after these things. And there are a few that it's just easier for us to drive separate. Mm-hmm. And I'll be driving home, and I just I look at my rearview mirror more than I look out my windshield because I'm just convinced. I'm always that seeing something in my rearview mirror every time. Yep. Sometimes I see shadows on the road that probably aren't even there. <laughs> it takes me a good week after investigations uh, to go. Okay, I'm not seeing anything right. anymore. So there you have it, kids. Um, Not only is this area known for Sasquatch, it's known for Steps to Hell and ghostly figures and ghost clowns. Ghost clowns. Who'd have thought? Um, It's creepy, ghostly, demonic-ish weirdness, allegedly because can we really believe anything we read on the internet anymore? Otherworldly. Otherworldly. There's no aliens at this location, though. I would say that Going below ground and going to a different realm is pretty otherworldly. Yeah. See, when I think otherworldly, I think aliens. Aliens. Automatically. <laughs> so we, if you didn't hear it in our music that played in the intro, it says creepy, cryptid, otherworldly. And ever since that, I've just been obsessed with the, world, the, with the word otherworldly. Yes. And I say it as often as possible. He literally does. <laughs> so typically, like, when we wrap up our stories, we have catalogs of listener-submitted stories that we'll randomly pick one and we'll feature that week. But since we're here, does anyone here have something that has happened to them? Significant, creepy, cryptid, other... Oh, okay. I know you. Thank you. (laughs) There's a microphone right over there so we can hear you. Yeah. This girl's got stories, people. I'm just Uh telling you. Give it up for Ani, ladies and gentlemen. Ani! Ani! 
So this is a repeat for Kitsy. I apologize. I can't wait. I have all, I'm Alzheimer's years old, so I probably forgot it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so in New Jersey, there's lots of different ghost stories and hauntings. We've got the Jersey Devil. But we're real good about, like, murder stories. <laughs> so, My favorite. Of course. So I was house hunting about eight years ago. And my realtor liked to take me to the creepiest places because I see things. So Welcome to my world. <laughs> we went to this gorgeous house. I'm telling you, it was wraparound porch and bubbling creek. I went upstairs, opened the doors above the attic, above the garage, shut them, walked out. I said, nope. I said, the kid in the attic scares the hell out of me. No. <laughs> it's all, why does it always have to be a kid? Well... This one's actually proven. Ooh. I went back, and about a year later, somebody introduced me to Weird New Jersey. And I'm reading this story, and I'm like, um, so it's talking about this house okay. near Babbling Brook with, with a, a wraparound, wraparound porch. porch. And there were these train trestles in the background, like the bridge for the train had been removed. Evidently, uh, the entire family in the house was killed except for a little boy who hid in the attic. Oh. Now, if it couldn't get more creepy, um, they had gone out, the villagers had all gone out and found these two kind of wanderers, homeless men, and they hung them from the train trestles. It was not them who murdered the family. And if it couldn't get, like, one step more creepy... Bring it. I lived about 20 minutes away. Okay. uh, In the house I was trying to move out of. It was on Cemetery Hill Road because there was a hill and a cemetery by the road. Oh, well, it makes complete sense. (laughs) (laughs) So it turns out that the family from that house was buried on the road, and I passed them every day. Get out. Hand to God. Oh, you were meant to go there. Oh, I moved. Yeah. So they were killed there except for the child that you saw. He hid in the attic above the garage. It's like a crawl space. And he hid behind their Christmas decorations. Oh. And it was him who was putting the house up for sale because he died. So it was a sale. Oh, so he yeah. had inherited it and he, he was- stayed there. Oh. What is he crazy? Whoa. Probably he um, stayed no. in the house where his family was murdered. I'm thinking not a Mensa student here. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was, was great. Yeah, thank I you love so it. much. Thank so, you. Yeah. Do a background check before you buy a house in New Jersey. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's so, so crazy. A, a little bit more about that's that's pretty much what we do. We tell stories, we give each other a hard time. Right. We give the people who these stories are about a hard time, as you yes. saw with our, our guy who has a crush on Sasquatch. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's yeah. that's what we do. Yeah, we just have fun. If, if you guys enjoyed it, you can find us on all the socials at oddityfiles.com, on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook. Like we said, we have a, a group in there that we post some, some pre-release information there. Exactly. So if you if you are really interested and really want to know more about us, just look up that on Facebook and like I said, we absolutely add everybody. We have merch. We have plenty of merch. Um, yeah. And seriously, thank you guys so much. I know it's the last you know couple minutes of the show floor Friday. Yeah. Looking forward to a good it, long weekend. But it means a lot that you it guys It means the world to us that you guys are here. stuck around just to, to you know, find out what Oddity Files is. Yeah, and we are we're amazed with the listenership that we've created yeah. on all the podcast things and stuff. And we are so grateful for everybody that listens. And 
literally, we are so grateful every single one of you guys are here. Yes. So thank you so much. Um, check us out. Do the stuff. Come get a photo up this weekend and yeah. say hey. Or just take a selfie with us. We won't charge you. Yeah. We'll, we'll be down here in just a second. DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah, got our little four by six cards. And thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you we guys are so Oddity much. Files. Have a great weekend. The podcast. Where does the new cool people? Goodbye. Thank you.